Let's join together in prayer. Let us pray. Our gracious Lord, we give you thanks that thy way is truth and thy way is sure. Yours is the way of truth, perfect truth. And you are the author of all truth, the author of all light. And we come to you this evening giving you thanks for these uh, principles upon which our faith rests. We give you thanks, our Father, that you are the God of gods, the King of kings, the Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. And that you know us, you understand us, you see us in every aspect of our existence, in every aspect of our lives. We cannot hide a thing from you. And we are humbled as we realize these things for we recognize in ourselves weaknesses, we recognize flaws, we recognize doubts, and we thank you, our Father, that it is those such as we are whom you called to uh, accept the invitation of the gospel, to trust in the Lord Jesus. And we give you thanks that we, on mercy's ground, have heard that call. And for those of us who have answered it, we are humbled. And we bless your name for the promises that we claim in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as we gather here this evening, I give you thanks for the fact that we can sing your praises. That we ask you to forgive us our sins. And you are just and right to forgive the sins of those who call in the name of the Son. Who call in the name of the Lord Jesus, the risen Saviour. The one who came into this world as a babe in arms. Who lived a perfect life 
And yet the innocence with which he lived his life was not recognized by the wickedness of this world. By those who ruled over that land in that day. Did not recognize him as the Messiah, the promised Lord. And they treated him unjustly. And our Saviour was crucified, the innocent in the room and in the place of the guilty. So we give you thanks, our Father, that our Saviour is the Lord Jesus, that we trust for our souls in no other. And I pray, Lord, that as we gather around your word this evening, that your Holy Spirit would speak clearly to us, would speak plainly to us, and give us the encouragement to know that as we read the scriptures, we hear your voice. That as we read the scriptures, we hear your ideas. We hear your truth. And I pray that you would teach us to listen. To listen in a way that is effectual. To listen in a way uh, that teaches us how to live our lives. For we pray that you would help us to have hearing ears understanding hearts and minds that would be excited as we consider the concepts that you are sharing with us in your word. We do recognize your word as having an effect and an impact in this world. For the word that we have before us, the word that was made flesh in the person of the Lord Jesus, is the hope that we have. And it is upon him that we trust. So I pray, Lord, that you would remember us in these days. In 2022, as we consider all that we see around us, we recognize how our society, how our communities needs you. How our world needs the truth that is found in Scripture. So I pray, Lord, that any who recognize the truth of Scripture who call upon the Lord Jesus in faith, would be given the ability to stand firm on that truth and be able to share the experience of salvation in their day-to-day -day lives. That you would help us to be effective witnesses for you where you have cast our lot. I commend to you those who preach your word this day, wherever your word is preached, that they would receive the unction of the Spirit, that they would receive uh, the power of the Holy Spirit behind the words, recognizing that we cannot do anything of ourselves, but we rely and we trust on the Holy Spirit to go forth in power. And I pray that you would revive us as a nation, that you would revive us with the outpouring of the Spirit from on high as we seek your presence among us. And this must come through the prayer of your own people. For it is your people who are concerned, who have a concern for their own souls, but also for the souls and the spiritual condition of others. But we recognize that this concern is born through the work of the Spirit in us. For there is nothing good that comes out of us, for by nature we are fallen, and we fall so far short of what we would wish to be ourselves. But we come to you as a community of believers, thankful that you are overruling all, thankful that you will hear those who pray in genuine need and in genuine faith.
So help us to be genuine in our worship this evening. Help us to worship in spirit and in truth. We pray for those who rule over us. We pray for our Queen and her family. We ask the Lord that you would encourage her and uphold her uh, at the age that she has attained. That you would help her and encourage her in her faith. As we commend to you those who rule over us. Our parliaments in Westminster, in Holyrood and the other devolved parliaments. We pray for those whom you have put in places of power. That you would give them discernment. That you would give them wisdom. We ask, Lord, that you would uphold your servants, your uh, daughters and your sons in these positions. Be with them, we pray. But as we commend one another to you, we commend to you those who are dear to us, who may not yet know you. We pray for those souls who grew up in their own homes, who are yet without light in their souls. We ask, Lord, that you would remember them. We pray also for souls yet unborn, that you would protect them, that you would be with them. For we have even read this day and considered this day that you knew us before we were ever born. So we pray for the unborn among us. We commend them to you, praying that you would give wisdom and discernment to parents, that they would see and value the children that are a blessing to us. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to be good stewards of the gifts you have given us so that we can share them with our children, that we can share the truth of Jesus with those who are beloved to us. We ask, Lord, that you would lead us and guide us. We pray for those who are laid aside this evening, those who, could, who cannot be with us, but who would dearly love to join us in this building. We give you thanks for the measure of health and strength that you have given us to join one with the other and we pray for all your people wherever they are in whatever circumstances they find themselves help them be with them be an encouragement to them we pray as we hope that we are an encouragement to them also so lead us and guide us in this hour that we have together bless each and every one of us and we pray that everything we do would be to your glory and that all we ask is in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Let us continue uh, singing to God's praise in Psalm 1. We'll sing in Psalm 1. We'll sing the Scottish Psalter version of Psalm 1. These, are, these errors are my fault, don't worry about that. We'll sing in the Scottish Psalter version of Psalm 1. That man hath perfect blessedness who walketh not astray, in counsel of ungodly men, nor stands in sinners' way, nor sitteth in the scorner's chair, but placeth his delight upon God's law and meditates on his law day and night. This again ties into what we considered this morning about faith. Faith that is rooted in the promise of God. And why is that important? Because the promise we have here is that those who trust, those who are founded upon, whose lives are founded upon God's word, are like a tree that grows near planted by a river which in a season yields his fruit. And his leaf fadeth never. Why? Because we are promised that blessing. 
if we trust. And all he doth shall prosper well. The wicked are not so, but like they are, and to the chaff which wind drives to and fro. What must it be like to be driven by differing doctrines that go one direction, one generation, go another direction, in another generation? What a blessing it is to stand firm on the truth that doesn't deviate from the line that the Lord has written, from the line the Lord has drawn. So we can rely on the one who never changes. A mariner never goes afloat and never goes out to sea without a true compass, without his bearings being focused in the right place. For why? Well, the way of godly men and to the Lord is known. Whereas the way of wicked men shall quite be overthrown. Where do we have our victory? In the Lord. In the faith of the Lord. So we'll sing the whole psalm to God's praise. That man has perfect blessedness.
if you turn with me please oh, uh, well, uh, into the scriptures in the book of Paul to the Colossians chapter 3 we're going to read in letter Paul to Colossians chapter 3 a book that speaks of the preeminence of Christ and the ministry that he's been called to and how we are made alive in Christ and here we're being challenged to put on the new self so Colossians chapter 3 from the beginning if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is your life appears then you also will appear with him in glory put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality, impurity, passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry on account of these the wrath of God is coming in these you too once walked when you were living in them but now you must put them all away anger, wrath, malice, slander and obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator here there is not Greek and Jew circumcised and uncircumcised barbarian, Scythian, slave, free but Christ is all and in all put on then as God's chosen ones holy and beloved compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one, another has, if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God and whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him wives submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them children obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged bond servants obey in everything those who are your earthly masters not by way of eye service as people pleasers but with sincerity of heart 
fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Amen. And may the Lord add his own blessing to that reading of his own holy word. We'll sing again, as we have it, in Psalm 92. Psalm 92a. At the beginning of the psalm, how good it is to praise the Lord, to sing a joyful song. And to your name, O God Most High, make music all day long. To show your love when morning comes, your faithfulness at night, with music of stringed instruments, your praises to recite. And isn't it interesting that God from day one has asked his people to sing, to praise him in singing. How good it is to praise our God, to praise this Lord. And the thoughts of the psalmist here, how great are all your works, O Lord, your thoughts how deep and grand. The senseless one does not perceive Fools do not understand. Why do we praise this Lord? Because this is the Lord. You are forevermore exalted very high. All evildoers will be crushed. Your foes will surely die. To the end of the verse, Mark 9, to God's praise. How good it is to praise the Lord.
Now as we consider God's word, let's pray that the Lord will open his word to us and make what we are thinking about in relation to these words real and true to each of us. So I want to read here this passage uh, that we have at the very beginning of chapter 3. Paul's letter to the, Corinthian, uh, to the Colossians. And I'm going to slightly amend the words because I'm going to use the personal pronoun here when I'm reading this. So, let's think about this as relating to ourselves. So that we can read this as a letter to ourselves. If then I have been raised with Christ, I must seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set my mind on things that are above, not on the things on earth. For I have died, and my life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is my life, appears, then I also will appear with him in glory. And I do that deliberately. Because when we read the scriptures, when we read the Bible, especially those of us who have grown up reading the Bible, take it for granted. Which is why when we read, for example, John 3, 16, for God so loved Angus Mackay that, and you put your own name into the third person words and apply them to yourself. And sometimes we forget that this letter written by Paul to the Colossians, in their context, in their day, is equally written to you this day in your context so that when Paul wrote this as he was inspired to by the Holy Spirit by God and remember God is the same yesterday as he is today as he will be tomorrow so when we read the Bible this is God's letter to us which is why I want you to realize that, that when I speak these words, this is God speaking to you directly, personally. It might be my voice you're physically listening to, but this is God's word. This is the truth of God. And what God is telling me and telling you this evening is that if you have been raised with Christ, you are to seek the things that are above. So in your life, God's advising you, God is telling you to look for the things that are above. To focus on Christ, 
and the life that is above because Christ our Saviour who was crucified on that cross but who was resurrected and now lives as the first fruits of the resurrection now sits on the right hand of God so what this passage and what Paul was saying to the believers at Colossae then and what he's saying to us in North Keswick this evening is focus your minds, your lives on the Lord Jesus and on his life because this is what our role as human beings are our main prime directive is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever man's chief end is to focus on what Christ epitomizes what Christ's word says we are alive in Christ our victory as we thought of this morning is in our faith in Christ so Jesus to the believer is all and in all so I want you to think about this passage very very personally this evening as Jesus says to you this evening put on the new self so we can ask ourselves questions okay then your mind thinks hopefully everybody's mind thinks you have thoughts every day and depending on your philosophy of life that instructs and decides the direction of travel of your life and when your thoughts are considered by yourself you have to think through how these thoughts how your mindset is interpreted in your way of life and the way you live your life and it's interesting when we consider the verses that I gave to the children this morning we were instructing these children to think about the Bible as a book of instructions on how to live life and this is the rule that God has given us how we live our lives in order to glorify him and enjoy him because God wants you to enjoy him and you can only enjoy him if you're close to him now I know that we've got the internet we've got zoom we've got teams we can speak to people on the phone or in person online but it's not as good as being in person in person meeting face to face and it is so encouraging and it is so great to see people's faces once more to have that fellowship face to face and isn't it interesting that when Jesus walked on this earth he took time out to spend time with his father why? because his focus was to do the will of his father his focus 
was on the life above and isn't it interesting at the well in Samaria when he was speaking to that poor soul of a lady who had shall we say many problems in her life but was valued by Jesus as somebody who needed salvation somebody who needed the truth and he was more than happy to share it with her and when the disciples came and they said Lord have you eaten and he says my food is to do the will of God the Father and when I ask you what your priority in life is how will you respond what is your priority in life well mums and dads your priority might be to provide for your children and yes that's a very uh, good priority to have and God wants us to provide for our families and we have here in this passage instructions direct instructions for uh, husbands to look after their wives to respect their wives to love their wives and wives to have uh, that submission to their husbands and in the passing that is not a weakened or a lowered condition ladies because that is God ordained and as God ordained a wife for Adam that was for Adam's benefit and this is the wisdom of God that places responsibilities on each of us to honour him and to glorify him so this is wisdom from God and husbands we should never disrespect our wives and gentlemen we should never disrespect anybody because of their gender because we are all created equal in the eyes of the Lord so when we consider what our objectives in life might be boys, girls what's your objective in life it might be to do well in school to find a job to do well in your work and this is where we find that all that we do we do to glorify God family, job, health relationships do all to glorify God so let's ask ourselves questions based on what we have before us is my mind set on things above or am I focused totally on things down here am I focused on making money and is money my goal in life well if it is what's going to happen to your money to your shares to your wealth when you're no longer here because we realize that God's word teaches us that money for useful money in itself is not wrong but the love of it is the root of all evil which is why God asks us advises us tells us to set our minds on the things that really matter and where is our mindset to be not on the things that are on earth but on the things 
that are above. Raised with Christ. Set your mind on things that are above. Contrast so greatly with the things on earth. So we are encouraged to think about Jesus. To think about the principles that he's sharing with us in scripture. And these are principles that require us to study God's word. Because as we have sung in Psalm 1. The man who trusts in the Lord is blessed. He is like a tree that grows near planted by a river. Which in a season yields his fruit. His leaf fadeth never. There are blessings. There are promises. That belong to the people who look to the Lord. Who trust in the Lord. Who consider the ways of the Lord. So we are required to think about the things above. Pursuing a deeper knowledge of Christ himself. And all that belongs to living with and for him. Seek first the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness will be added to you. Because if you do what Jesus advises you to do. What Jesus instructs you to do. What he is encouraging you to do. You will receive blessing. You will receive great promises as a result of your obedience to this word. And from verse 5 through uh, there we see what we have to therefore put behind us. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And because our eyes are on the Lord, we do recognize a promise. We do recognize a future. We do recognize that we will raise ourselves up from the dust of this earth. From the corruption we have here. And we raise our minds, our mindsets and our lives up from the pollution of this earth. That tries to keep us back. That tries to keep us down. Maybe we don't deserve it. And maybe sometimes we keep tripping up and falling back down into naughty ways, to bad ways, to wickedness. But that's because we are sinful. That's because we are sinners and we're not perfect. But God says to us who are imperfect, the perfect speaking to the imperfect, look above, look up to the things that are on high. And we've got great examples in the scripture to follow. And Jesus being the prime one. Then look at Paul. That conversion on the road to Damascus. Look how he changed his lifestyle. How he changed the direction of travel in his life. He was heading in this direction. And because of what he recognized and saw in Jesus. What he recognized Jesus to be. Whom he recognized Jesus to be. His life was totally transformed and his direction of travel totally and radically altered and look at Stephen when they were looking for a new deacon 
Who were they going to find? A man full of the Spirit. A man of great character. That man Stephen. And when he was being stoned. When he was being hammered. When his life was just about to fade away. Where was he looking? Where was Stephen looking? At the jaws of death. He was looking up. He was looking up at heaven, opening up. But his life was so spirit-filled, was so full of compassion, that he asked God to forgive the people who were killing him. His view was focused on God, on Jesus, on the truth, on the promise. But his compassion was focused on the people who were actually hurting him. How wonderful an example that is to us in our day, in our generation. And when we think of what we talked to little children about when we say, God first, then others, before you even think about yourself and if we do put God first we are given many many promises we are given many many privileges we are raised with Christ it's not ourselves that are independent of Christ we are raised with Christ now think of what that actually means. Raised with Christ. Set your minds on things that are above. Not on the things that are on earth. For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ. In God. This applies to believers. This applies to everybody. Who could put the personal pronoun into all of these verses here. Is your mind set on things above when Christ who is your life appears and when you read it at home read it like this when Christ who is my life appears then I also will appear with him in glory think of what that promise means to you as a believer when Christ comes in glory you inherit that glory with him you will also appear with him in glory. Glory that isn't yours. Glory that isn't mine. And glory that you don't deserve. Glory that nobody deserves. But through faith, through trusting in him. And because you have decided, because of what you know of Jesus, you are going to live your life. To honour him. And as we've read. Everything I do. I do for you Lord. Isn't it Brian Adams who used to sing that song. Everything I do I do for you. But we do everything for Jesus. We do everything for God. Put on then as God's chosen ones. Holy and beloved compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience 
I have a bit of trouble with that one. Patience myself. Bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. Why? Because we love God. We love Jesus. We love his people. Which is why my brothers will bear with me if I make a mistake with the number of the Psalms again. We love one another. Why? Because we see God in others. And as I put my hands in my pockets, hand up those of you who are perfect. None of us are perfect. And all of us fumble and fall sometimes. But that's why I think it's very, very critical for everyone to read this passage and read it very, very personally. Don't read it in the third person. Read it as if it's written to you because it is written to you. Paul, when he spoke of God's grace, spoke of the foundation that he laid like an expert builder and others are now building on Paul's ministry and when we think of the ministry of the preachers who have preached in Knockbane Free Church and as we think of Fahi's ministry here building that on that foundation of the apostles that were built on the foundation set by Christ we are here for one reason and one reason only to honour God to give him all the glory to give him all the honour to give him all the praise and even when it comes to our singing we sing for God to God to thank him for what he's done for us You have died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. That's a real truth. That's a reality for the believer. Because no matter what happens to us down here, our real life is hidden with Christ in God. Now that's very important. To remember our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Now that's a very deep truth. That is worthy of sermon after sermon after sermon. In its own right. We are in God. As God's chosen. Now that means that you brother and sister are in God. You are the body of the church, bought with a price, and you are now in God. You are safe in Him. You are whole in Him. You are sinless in Him. You are perfect in Him. So I ask you, what do you aspire to in your day-to-day life? Well, if you are a builder, you want to build your blocks, your bricks, as perfectly as you can. So that people can come back and say, oh, that bricky, look at the job he did. 
If you're a teacher, hard though it might be, you want to teach as best you can. But brother, sister, whoever you are, whatever age you are, this passage of scripture is written to you. Are you aspiring to be perfect in him? Is your life reflecting that knowledge of what you owe him? Because he died for your sin. When he hung on that cross and he felt the pain of that torture, of that punishment, was your name in his mind? Because that is the reality of the cross for every single man and woman, boy and girl who understand what it is to be saved from a hell, an eternity in hell. Because you realize, if you have faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, that is what he suffered in your room and your stead. And your life, if you are a believer, is hidden with Christ in God. And that's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. We're not just followers of God. We're in God through Christ. Which is why it's important for you to understand that every day you're born, every minute of every day you're born, Christ is everything. Because in verse 11... It says, there is not Greek or Jew, there is not circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, strathpeffer, knockbane, kalboki, stornoway, glass, doesn't matter. If you are in him, Christ is all and in all. And the great promise that you must take encouragement from this evening is that when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world you will share in his glory. That's a promise that is beyond anything that the imaginations of man will ever come up with. You will share in all his glory. And the centrality of Christ blazes into full view because everybody will see him. Everybody will recognize him as the judge, the one who is preeminent and the one who is all glorious. When Moses wanted to see God he had to be put in the cleft of the rock because his physicality couldn't cope with the glory, with the power, with the light, the intensity, the brightness of that light. But when Jesus returns in glory, everybody will recognize him for who he is. And the promise to you, brother, sister, is you will share 
in that glory you will see him and you will see the marks on his hands and on his feet and you will know what you owe him and that is why I encourage you to go home this evening read Colossians chapter 3 and read it personally intimately because that is what Jesus wants you to understand that what he's written here he's written to you prepare yourselves and how do you prepare yourselves for life look to Jesus look to the one who gives you the example to live by and look to him this evening knowing that he's written this to you Be careful out in the world because the world is dark and wants to pull you down. It does. It wants to weight you down and pull you into sin. Pull you into temptation. Which is why when we read verse 5 it tells us to put away things that are earthly. The immorality, the impurity, the passions, the evil desire, the covetousness which is idolatry. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and you will then inherit all of that in him. And my prayer is that as we consider these words, that they will mean something to all of us. So that all of us can then rejoice in that promise that God has given to all of us. We have here rules for Christian households. We've got here advice to fathers, to wives, husbands, wives, children, workers, employers. Let's think about God so that in all that we do, he will be blessed. And even this evening, that as we consider these words, our hearts will have heard what he said to us and will impact on how we live our lives in the week ahead. Amen. And may God add his own blessing to these thoughts as we come to now the closing psalm. Psalm 139, verse 14 to 18. In Sing Psalms, because I'm wonderfully made, with all your praise I tell. Your workmanship is marvellous, and this I know full well. Now we can consider these words as words that are words full of promise. When in the secret place my frame was made before my birth, you saw my body yet unformed within the depths of earth. What a blessing it is to know that God sees the unborn. God blesses the unborn of the believers. And our prayer is that the Lord would bless us. That all the days that I should live which you ordained for me were written in your book, O Lord, before they came to be. 
So we'll sing these words to God's praise. Because God's precious to us. How precious are your thoughts? I scan them from afar and as I seek to grasp them all, how numberless they are. This is our God. And this is the God who praises, who gives us all that we have, undeserved thing though we are. We'll sing these words to God's praise. Because I'm wonderfully made, with all your praise I tell.
to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.